This is the Average to Savage podcast with Paul Garino. Everyone and anyone, athletes, celebs, and much more. Today's episode is brought to you by BUSR.com. You know, everyone always asks me where they should bet, and now I got a solution for them. BUSR.com slash Paul. You deposit $100, they'll match your $100 in free bets, so you basically get $200. Go check it out. BUSR.com slash Paul. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Average Savage Podcast. Our special guest today is photographer Miles Witt Boyer. A little background. Usually I don't do this, but I'll give a little background because, you know, things randomly happen in this interview. Randomly happen. I was at a wedding last week. Everybody knows I've been to a lot of weddings this summer. And uh, you were the photographer. And I knew Mike Lamazani. He flew you out from Arkansas. And I was confused why. But then I figured out why. Once you, once you were there, I understood the mission and i understood why after seeing you and <clears throat> and i think you know obviously i think people's a lot of people's photography you know could stick out and things like that but i think it was obviously like your personality and things like that um that set you apart probably from other photographers dude that's like the greatest intro ever can i just get that <laughs> little piece of recording sent over to me so i can use that for like yeah, I don't know. Sure you want a testimonial for everything from now on, if that's uh, if that's good. Yeah, dude, I'm stoked to to hang with you. It was a first off, it was a good wedding. Secondly, um, don't expose the long con. People fly me all over the world for for weddings, man. So we want people to assume that it's actually worth the investment, even though yeah, you know, come on, like yeah, I just get paid to party. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, you know, you know, being from Connecticut and you know, close to New York, like I would just think like you know, it'd be easy to find someone around here. Oh yeah. 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 So, you know what? A lot of my, all. I mean, I, I actually moved to Arkansas from New York. So a lot of my, oh, a okay, lot of my okay. good friends are still, uh, you know, close to the city and there's definitely a lot of talent, but, um, you know, the, it's, it, it really is the same, like across almost all creative industries. People are leaving the coasts like crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's yeah. just too expensive to do life. Yeah. Like yeah. none of us, none of us got into, not, none of us got into wedding photography so that we could, you know, like grind out 16, 18 hour days. Like we, we all just want to chill and have fun and, and make enough money to like see the world. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, definitely during Corona, a lot of people from New York moved to Connecticut. So it's crazy. Uh, to yeah, see or that Florida. Now. All my clients yeah. live in Florida now, man. <laughs> like everybody, everybody's like, Oh, you don't have to wear a mask down there. Oh, there's no virus in Florida. Who knew? Oh my God. Yeah. That's another, that's a whole another conversation. That's a, that's a, okay. Part two. We're coming back for part two, man. I told you I do a lot of podcasts. We're just, I'm just going to talk in circles. We're going to make this happen. Maybe we should just do a podcast. I don't know. Maybe we can just together bullshit. I can be average and you can be savage. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, let's just go back in time. Um, how, how did you get started with photography? Dude, there's a, uh, there's a golden question. Um, that's the one that, that everybody asks and, and I should have a great answer and I just never do. Uh, and I was a, uh, I, I took a job, my first job that I ever took. I was, I was 15 years old. I worked as a darkroom technician and carrying gear for a, for a wedding photographer. Um, and I did that like all the way through high school for just long enough for me to like swear out loud that I would never shoot weddings ever. Um, actually my, my senior thesis, uh, in, in art school was a paper written about how wedding photography was killing the industry. Like it was, it was the thing that was like pulling the soul out of the photo industry. Um, but yeah, dude, so I, I mean, I've, I've been, I've been working, you know, at least in some capacity in this field, uh, since I was a kid, uh, and kind of danced around a lot, man. I worked for a, um, a whitewater rafting company for a while as a, like a tourist photographer, which was, which is kind of dope. I just kayaked all day. And then I worked for a rock climbing company for a little while doing basically the same thing. Uh, moved to New York and, and worked for a fashion, uh, like a, a modeling agency essentially, and shot a couple of, uh, big campaigns and, and kind of got my name uh, sort of on the board, just enough for me to realize like, that's not what I wanted my life to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just coincidentally about the same time I met my wife, uh, and, um, she was an Arkansas girl with this like super cute Southern drawl and this like kind of hot swag for college football and slow living. And just like, that's what she wanted out of life. And there was something really attractive about it. So she was right. She said, come, come to Arkansas. It's the greatest place in the country to own a small business. And, uh, 
she's not wrong and it's a it's a great like it's definitely a great place to be so so that there you go there's there's 15 years of career in 30 seconds there you go yeah i mean i've never been to arkansas so i guess i gotta check it out one day but um how did you how did you uh i don't know where did you where did you grow up that's uh uh new mexico actually okay. uh in the mount in the mountains in northern new mexico i was just a just a ski kid um my dad's an archaeologist or was i guess an archaeologist and my mom was an art teacher so i just sort of grew up like artsy and you know kind of obsessed with uh with sports and so that that was the 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 only like outlet for me was i i need a place where i can play soccer and learn photography that was that's kind of you know life goals and then i grew up and and i ditched soccer well i didn't ditch soccer i just blew out both of my knees yeah. So. Gotcha. And then, so you went to, you said you went to art school. So is that like a college or like, what is that? Yeah. 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 I went to, so I, yeah, I went to a, a, like a private, um, it's it really, it's just a liberal arts university called John Brown mm -hmm. university. Uh, it's a killer school, but it's one of the, it's one of the better photography programs in the country. Um, and, uh, like I said, that was the, the big thing for me was find a school that, uh, that I could play soccer at and, and, uh, that you know i would walk away there's no longevity in being a soccer player that's just not a thing so that i could walk away with a, a great art degree and uh that that happened i mean the soccer didn't last long um like i said i mentioned i blew my knee pretty quick but um but i was kind of teed up to have a great career because i i went to a you know a great program so um and a lot of my employees, a lot of the guys that worked for me over the last 10 years have also come out of that program. I was a professor there for a little while. So, um, so I, I kind of recruited my own staff for a little while right out of school. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. So, all right. So do you think being a photographer, being like creative, like, do you think college was necessary? Man, I want to say yes, because I want to believe in, in that system. And, uh, yeah, I, I read a statistic the other day. It was like a Wall Street Journal um, report. So it was, you'd think at least relatively legit that um, the stats of guys going to college right now are like the lowest they've been in like the last hundred years or something like that. Like it's just not happening anymore. And I, and I want to believe that the idea of like going to a professional school is a really valuable thing. I also want to believe that, that going to an art school where you're surrounded by... Um, you know, people that can pour into you creatively and try and, and, uh, and, and inspire you to kind of like expand your own ability, uh, is, is also a good thing. But the, the truth of the matter is I've been kind of behind that curtain and there's a lot of politics. There's a lot of money involved. There's a, a lot of decisions that, that are being made that aren't necessarily in the student's best interest. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, they're, they're kind of in the interest of prolonging the program or expanding the program or, or whatever. So, you know, short answer, no, I, I really don't. I think in this day and age, you can probably, uh, in, in a creative field, you can probably forego college if you're ambitious enough to teach yourself what you would have learned. Um, but I, I will, I'll second that answer by saying I have met very few people in, in my career that are ambitious enough or disciplined enough to teach themselves much of anything except for a lot of bad habits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I agree with you too, just cause like I go back and forth with it. Cause I just think about it all the time. Like as I get older, I feel like it's just less and less like valuable, I guess, to me that I went besides like the networking aspect. And, um, and like you said, like, I think college should be instead of the four, I think they should get a, rid of the four year and just do like a two year and whatever your major is, because the first two years is usually just prereqs and things like that. Yeah. And you're, you're basically learning things. I, I mean, here's the, the, the problem is there's no standardized level of like truly standardized level of what, what you should have learned in high school. Yeah. And so yeah. you spend the first two years trying to get everybody on a level playing field. And, uh, and, and all that really does is I, to me, I, what I've noticed is it, it takes the, the top end of the class and brings them down and it gives the bottom end of the class a chance to rise up. And, you know, it's not like there's a discount on those two years. Yeah. So um, yeah, I kind of agree with you. I, I think it's, it's at some point you've got to ask people to just sort of like dive in and make a decision for what their life is going to look like. But I mean, man, you've only got to be around people our age for five minutes to realize that most people, and I mean that genuinely, I think most people make it all the way through their adult life, just reacting to whatever circumstances are around them. 
having no idea what they want their life to look like. And mm. they wake up at retirement age and realize that, you know, at best they've saved enough money to retire, but their entire adult life is behind them. So. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Maybe one day you'll open up your own uh, school for photography. No, no, man. I'm, <laughs> come on. Don't put that on me. Um, no, we, you know, I do a lot of trainings though. I do a lot of teaching yeah. and mentoring and um, I speak at conferences kind of all over the country. And, um, you know, we sort of blessed at this point to have enough of a reach because of my endorsements and some awards and stuff that we've won that for whatever reason, people will listen. And so I, uh, you know, while that wave is in front of you, I feel like kind of have the responsibility to say the right things. So, yeah. So tell, all right. So tell me what you, when your first wedding was that you did and then tell me like what your big break was and like, you got to like quit your job and start your own business. Oh yeah. Uh, so first wedding, this is a funny story, man. I was the first wedding that I shot, I was 16 years old. Uh, I worked for a, uh, a photographer named Jill Caven and man, I did not want to be a, at a wedding. I, I had no interest, dude. But um, but I, like, this is how every good man's story starts, dude. The girl that I was crushing on hard uh, was was also like was an assistant for her. And so I get this call that's like, hey, we're gonna go to this wedding in Santa Fe, I could use a second assistant. And, uh, and like this girl will be there. And so I'm like, okay. And then she tells me which this I mean, I, I don't I'm not gonna sell how old I am. But this was you know, like pre 2000. Right. So then she tells me that she's going to pay me $20 an hour on top of that. And I'm like, I'm done. Like, yeah, I get to spend all day with, with this girl and getting paid for it. Like, let's go. Um, and, and I never even saw my photos from that wedding. I, I guarantee they were horrible. I was definitely not focused on, on what I should have been. Um, I honestly, I mean, that was a circus of, of, of a decision, but uh, anyway, so between there and, and, you know, the end of college though, there was like a handful of weddings, mostly for friends or like people that really couldn't afford an actual photographer and were willing to take a risk on this like cocky photo student that was like, yeah, how hard could that be? Um, that was really how I developed that opinion on the fact that it's like, man, this is trash. Like wedding photography is, is horrible. Uh, and, and then after college, um, you know, I, I mentioned there was some stuff kind of moved to New York, kind of moved around and, and met my wife. Um, but in 2009, we decided like, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of start this company and, and kind of dive in and, and like do this for real. And um, it took me probably three years, realistically, uh, of just sort of floating on my personality. I don't know how else to say that. It's just true. Like, I just was like floating on the fact that like, I could just sort of charm people and make them happy. And and the photography needed to catch up like the art, the actual work needed to catch up with the fact that I was like, good at talking people into hiring me. But by 2012, we, we had, we'd kind of started to sort of take over this area a little bit. And uh, regionally, people kind of knew the name and, um, you know, the brand started growing. And, uh, and so I was getting some exposure there. And, and that's when, uh, ironically, I, I kid you not, like the wedding that you and I just met at last week was a downline from a wedding that I shot in, uh, I think it was 2011, maybe 10 or 11. I shot a wedding in Vermont that was like a total fluke. They hired me. I, I was in way over my head, but I was like, yeah, I mean, let's go. It was beautiful, absolutely beautiful wedding. And we ended up getting the cover of, uh, of New England Weddings Magazine from that. And everything just sort of blew up from there, man. Once you, once you get a couple of good covers, like life changes rapidly. And so, yeah, so that, that downline kind of clientele started and what's wild is here we are 10 or 12 years later or whatever, I can literally trace the wedding that you and I were at last weekend to that couple. Like I, I can see that, that line all the way down, uh, and every couple that kind of sat in the way. And, and so, man, we've been to gosh, Canada and Iceland and Turks and Caicos and Napa and everywhere with that group of people, just with that line mm -hmm. of people kind of all over the world now. So, yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, they always say still, no matter what's uh, word of mouth is still the best referrals. Yeah. Who cares about everything I do? <laughs> the other thing is like, if you get referrals from somebody else, you've got to sell them all over again. Yeah. Um, but man, that's when fair. somebody, when somebody tells you that you can trust somebody else, like you want to believe in them. So yeah. I just haven't messed it up yet.
Yeah, I don't know if you even knew um, after the after the pictures at the whatever you want to call it, the ocean spot. <clears throat> um, Max or the kid on the jet ski came up to Max and was like, "I'm doing my first wedding tomorrow. Like, you got any advice?" No, that's awesome. That's yeah, cool, so it was man. Like, that's like a full like circle thing when you were just yeah. saying all that stuff. And I was just like, it was kind of crazy because like the kid just came up to him and I wanted Mike to get on the jet ski and take some pictures. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I did too, man. I just didn't want to push too we, hard. I'm like, that, we kinda, that goes We kind of should have because he, he had the other suit. So I just have to, I just have to watch my <laughs> liability a little bit on that, right? Like, you know, if it's my idea and the guy drowns, you know who's liable for that decision but dude that's yeah. awesome you know what's interesting yeah. actually where that place that we were at uh glenn what's that glenn island yeah island park something like that um what's really interesting is i i posted an instagram story like right at sunset um of me walking back to the shuttle to catch you guys to like catch up with the guys is when you guys were all all smoking the cigars behind the shuttle mm -hmm. and uh and a photographer that has been following me for like i don't know five or six years um wrote me he was on the other end of the park shooting a wedding at the same time that's wild um, i've never met him i i've never i mean he's he's written back and forth to me a few times but he was like he was there at the same time dude it's just such a like this industry yeah. is so much smaller than you think it is yeah um, i feel like every every industry like you know there's <laughs> 10 million people in everything that you do and then by the time you elevate to a, a point where something is actually valuable about it there's very few people that actually kind of hang in those in those spaces so yeah um, yeah the, the world is definitely small i'm sure i'm sure there's probably somebody's wedding that you did that i possibly know or something like that like it's guaranteed it's crazy yeah 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 it's crazy um, so yeah dude i like i i don't know i just i i want to part two of this thing when we launch our own podcast i want to know your story man i want to hear the whole thing like i know you give a mean speech i've heard that now oh god I gave that was, myself a, that was I gave, solid. I gave myself a six. That was, I mean, I give you a six too, but it's, I don't know <laughs> if you have a 10. Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? I feel like six is topped out. So six just out of rest 10? in that. Just rest in that. It's not good. No, I'm just playing. Man. It was solid. It was really good. Like, all right. So this is what the, the backstory of that was, uh, Lathe, who was other best man. Uh, we agreed to cut out stuff and he didn't cut out anything, but I cut out a lot. <laughs> what a what a punk man yeah mm -mm. yeah well I'll, I'll clip this and send it to him <laughs> that's right that's right send this over and be like yeah i mean uh, he held you back it was there yeah. was no doubt there uh yeah. dude no i i uh no, cool. I, i'm serious i get to hear a lot of speeches and i people a lot of people ask me for like my advice on that just because i've you know mm -hmm. i've heard 500 speeches now or whatever and and typically i tell people that i'm like you know just eliminate First things first, eliminate inside jokes. They're dumb. Nobody, yeah. even the people that they're meant to be told to, nobody laughs at them. So like eliminate the inside jokes. And then, uh, you know, don't spend the whole time just poking fun at the dude. Like it's his day. Like let him, let him shine a little bit. It's okay to like, you don't have to flirt with him to like raise him up a little bit and kind of give him some credit. And man, you did that. Like it was solid. It was a, it was a good speech all the way around. And you know, what's even more important than the actual mm -hmm. speech. I took really dope pictures of you giving it. And so that's, nobody remembers the speech. Those. They're just going to remember the pictures. <laughs> yeah, good. I, I could post the pictures instead of the video. <laughs> Done. And then you can, you, but then you can say to everybody, this is the world we live in. You can just caption yeah. it with, I gave the best speech ever. Fight me. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. No, and I just like, uh, like my whole thing in just life is just being real. Like I didn't want to talk like, you know, like it's an essay form. Like I just want to talk regular, like how I talk. And that's how, that's what I did um even though it was short but whatever and uh so yeah and then just going back to weddings and in, in general like i know you, so how many how many weddings have you have you shot total you think i never know how to i don't know <laughs> i don't know but we have people that are like how do you not have like no, over count? over 200 uh, oh yeah over 500 oh all right yeah a lot like a lot Jeez. um have you been in all 50 states uh, 42, 42 states and, yeah, you got that uh, and I think 16 countries, something like that. Um, yeah, I, a lot, man. Like we had one, we had one season where we did 19 states, uh, in, in one season, like it's, it's nuts. I've actually peeled back a little bit on the travel, uh, over the course of the last few years, even before COVID, just because my kids are like, my kids are getting older 
and uh and dude it sucks to miss like soccer practices and games and yeah. um i think the hardest thing about being a, a creative in that situation is like i want to be so present but i'm so distracted mm-hmm. so yeah we've pulled back a little bit but for a while there it was like full steam ahead on like you know have camera will travel i never did the like weird van life thing that's a thing right now and i've never <laughs> been able i've I'm too bougie for that. I'm like, man, I need a hot shower and a really solid dinner and a good whiskey or I'm not there. But yeah, yeah, um, for sure. Like what, what's like your average, like what's your goal in the beginning of the season to like how many like weddings you want to do or like I, I cap do? it at 25. Yeah. Okay. Which is still, um, you know, a lot more than, yeah. than most people in the industry will shoot. I think we've just gotten more efficient. It doesn't, um, it doesn't slow me down. I, I did one season where I did 42 weddings and, and, uh, uh sorry, sorry, uh, 44 weddings. And that was 2016. And it was just, that was just way too much. I like, yeah. I couldn't keep up and the editing load alone was too much. And I refuse yeah. to, to outsource that stuff. That's, that's pretty common, but, um, yeah. I want to keep it all in house and do it all right. So, so yeah, I cap it at 25 now. And, uh, every time, you know, we get an inquiry beyond that. Somebody in my team takes it. And, and, uh, so I, uh, 2019, we had 76 weddings as a company, um, that I, you know, I oversee it all, but, um, but <laughs> only 25 of them were mine. So, yeah. Gotcha. What about like, what happens when like one of your friends is getting married? Like, do you do it or like, do you get your, your other people to do it? Uh, I try, it's sort of case by case. Yeah. I, um, it sort of depends on what that friendship looks like. And if I, if I can sense any, like, yeah, any weakness there, um, this is an oddly intimate relationship that you end up building. And, uh, it's not like I sit around and watch Nicholas Sparks movies, man. Like I'm not like this weird diehard romantic. Um, it's a business, you know, like I, I, yeah. I love my job. I love being a creative, but like, I don't, I didn't get into this so that I could like make, shadow puppets of hearts on the wall. So, so a lot of times my, my close friends will call because they know that they're going to get like a very real experience out of me, but that doesn't mean they're getting a discount because the work (laughs) is the same kind of no matter what. And so I kind of deter a lot of, of, of friends from hiring me if, if at all possible. Uh, One, I mean, for lack of a better way to put it, dude, I'm kind of expensive. Uh, yeah. And I don't know if I would pay for me. I don't know if, can I say that? I'm just kidding. Yeah. That's not true. I totally would. But, um, but two, honestly, I don't know. I don't want to muddy the water with, with good friends. So yeah. what I end up telling everybody is like, um, you know, Mike and Christina being a perfect example, all of my clients end up becoming friends, but I don't mm-hmm. love it when life happens the other way around. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, I was more so saying like, of you missing the wedding technically because you'll be working oh yeah i miss them all the time yeah no no i mean like so it's your friend's wet so i'm saying all right say it's your good friend right yeah and they want to hire you to do their wedding but you're like nah like you're my good friend like i want to be like i want to enjoy it and be there and not work it you know what i'm saying yeah does that happen it no (laughs) (laughs) no because i uh, here's, here, I mean, here's, if this says anything, I've only been a groomsman once in the last 10 years. If I'm going to be at the wedding, I'm, I want to, I want to hold the camera. Um, right. and that's not me being like overly confident or cocky. It's just me saying like, like I mentioned a few minutes ago, there's, this is a fairly narrow field of people that do it kind of at this level. And there's a lot of people that do it a lot better than I do. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, like there's some photographers out there that just blow my mind. Um, but there, there's, it's, there's not a lot of like, you know, uncle Bob photographers on the corner out there that are, that are going to outshoot me. And so, you know, if I'm going to be there, I, whether I'm paid or not, if I'm going to be there, I, I'd love to be the guy that's, you know, helping capture and control and, and make sure that those memories and, and all of that is safe. But I, I have missed a lot of friends weddings because they hired another photographer to invite me to come to their wedding. And then I had an opportunity to, you know, shoot a big wedding elsewhere. And it's like, well, I mean, I, it's hard to say no to guaranteed income so that I can spend money to go to, you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, for sure. I I think you get jaded by it too, man. It's like, I feel like if I sat, I'll put it this way. I feel like if I sat courtside every single game, like every game 
And then somebody were to try and charge me to go see another team play that I didn't love as much. I'd be like, ah, you know, I'm, mm, I'm good actually. I'm okay. And man, I get like, I get VIP at every wedding. I eat, I eat first. I dance first. I chill with the couple back, you know, like, so to be a guest for me sometimes is, uh, like from a personal perspective, I'm, I, I love to support them, but it's not as much fun. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, being the groomsman thing, like I was in three this year and I'm like, at this point I'm retired. <laughs> Call it. He pulled the hat trick and he's done. Yeah. Pretty like that was, that was just too much, too much stuff. That was crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah I went I to, so I went to five weddings and that was like, cause I only probably been like as an adult, I'm saying like, I've only been to like probably like two or three and then going <laughs> to five in one, basically two months. I was just like, wow, this is like nuts. Yeah, I, I went to five last month, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's your job. <laughs> it is. It is definitely my job. So, uh, so yeah, getting to that, like what? All right, you got to tell me like what What has been like, give me your like your top, I don't know, three or five like best ones or like craziest ones. Um, Man, for me, this is this is a weird, a weird question to answer because yeah. so much about it, I've been doing it for so long. So much about it is about the the client, like the relationship that I have with them. Yeah. And so I mean, I've I've seen some wild things, like some absolutely beautiful, you know, like million dollar weddings in the at a weird farm in Vermont that Jay-Z and Beyonce were staying at at the same time, right? Like, um, and and we did i did one three weeks ago now um that was like you know million dollar wedding at a billion dollar art museum right like and the the first look happened i kid you not the first look happened like next to an andy warhol um i mean like just nuts like absolutely nuts stuff like that but none of that i i'll say this like none of that to me doesn't really add value to like whether or not i enjoy it or whether or not i feel creative mm -hmm. or inspired by it um you know, I did a, a, a wedding uh, just a few years ago in Iceland uh, for a good friend of mine. He was my trainer, actually, at the time after my last knee surgery. He kind of like nursed me back to health. And um, uh, so, you, so you do have good friends. Yeah, I've got like one or two, <laughs> um, but he was a trainer. So we like we had that we already had that relationship. Like I was his client and then he was mine. And anyway, like that, that was that was just insane. That was epic. Like. 80 mile an hour winds and blowing waterfalls and like some of the craziest things I've ever seen. Um, or I did a, a wedding uh, in I think 2017 at the base of a, an active volcano in, in Guatemala. Um, so I'm it, dude, the, the scale is just all over the board, whether or not yeah. it's like me dancing with a thousand people in New York or me, you know, like walking hand in hand with my wife up the side of a mountain in Canada with just like mm -hmm. two people. Um, but dude, I, I've sort of seen it all at this point and I, I love, yeah. I, I will tell you what I love. Like, I love the, I love the chill, like the real, I love the real, the couples that are just, man, they're just smitten and, and they're cheesy and they're just like dripping with bad love poems and, and like, they're just here, they're here for it. Right. And they're just in this time in their life. That's like, you know, let's just go right now. Let's get out of here and let's go get married when I, when I have the opportunity to be alongside that, it's, uh, it's so much more fun for me to say like, Hey, I don't care that it's raining. Let's go get wet or, yeah. um, you know, whatever your dress got dirty. Who cares? Like the only yeah. reason you even wanted the white dress was so he'd think you look, were pretty. So the fact that it's a little dirty on the back doesn't matter. Let's go. Yeah. So Yeah, for sure. What about, have you, have you done any like famous people's weddings? Uh, I have, but I, yeah, I don't kiss and tell, man. You can't, you can't um, tell me. <laughs> I, no, I mean, off the air. No, I've got, I've got, I've got a few NDAs and stuff like that, but yeah, I, I've shot some, we've shot some, some athlete weddings and some, yeah. you know, more well-known people, um, some actors and, but, uh, yeah, not, I mean, not, not mm -hmm. a ton. That's yeah. again, that's not really the demographic that I go after. I've got a couple of yeah. friends in Southern California that like, that's what they shoot, you know, mm -hmm. um, like. You know, when Mariah gets married for the 14th time or whatever, I know who she's, you know, she's going to call. I'm just kidding. So I'm sorry, Mariah. But I mean, that's just not me. I, I won't yeah. get that call. I keep waiting. Like, you know, Allie Love got engaged from Peloton. And I was like, come on. I mean, I, I ride alongside you all the time, but she never called. I don't know. Bieber never called either. 
no matter how many times I could I could refer you to some people. Well, there you go, dude. All right, let's go. Let's like let's I actually a uh, random fact. I actually did uh, some social media work for a guy that shoots in Bora. He lives in Bora Bora and he's a photographer. Cool. And like the same same thing when I was like and he told me all these like dope people he shot. And he, I was like, oh, you guys like send me those and like we could post them. And it'll be dope for like social media. And then he's just like, oh, yeah, like, you know, like a majority of them signed NDA. So we can't post them. Yeah, so it I'm doesn't. Like, Dang. Yeah, it doesn't. It, it doesn't happen like that. I mean, typically yeah. the the it, it's an interesting thing, because like in the uh, just sort of the the normal world, right? Like uh, like our life, yeah. um, you know, the you can like convince the bride that the value is in like more photographers, more videographers, like let's add production, let's add hours mm -hmm. in in those weddings. It's funny. They're like, hey, can you show up for four hours completely by yourself? you know, leave without saying bye and never tell anybody that you took these pictures. Then it's, it's a totally different, I mean, it's a different world altogether, but I don't blame Wait, so it. You, you know so I mean? you got hired before and they're like, just don't talk to us at all. Just take pictures. Not, no, not so no. much that. I mean, because I usually like, I wouldn't take that wedding. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say no to that couple. It doesn't matter who they are. Eh, I don't know yeah. if Be if Bieber called, I'd probably go for it. Look at me. But now, dude, I, I mean, I, I have been in situations for sure where it's like, hey, you know, this is a very intimate wedding, very affluent couple. There's only like 25 people invited and there's one pink elephant in the room and he's holding a camera. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's sort of like, you know, kind of get in, do the best job you can to sort of blend in. But then, you know, like when you feel like you've got you've you've got a really good handle of the photos, feel free to just sort of duck out when you're ready. Yeah. Um, yeah for that's, sure. that's fine too. It's not my wedding. I mean, I just try not to go into these things with a ton of ego, if I'm honest, like, yeah, I want the people to feel like they hired somebody that's going to take care of them and love on them. And man, whatever that looks like, whether that's us dancing in a big wild, what that, that place was called the surf club that had, yeah. there was, it's such a, that's like false advertising, man. You walk in and it's like a giant baby grand piano and dual staircases it was like the bougiest i did not expect that i was thinking like tiki i don't know i thought we'd all be taking shots of tequila off the... i didn't know uh i knew it was nice i just didn't know why the name was that name yet it didn't make sense <laughs> i didn't either especially that it's in a bay and there's not even like a ripple so it was <laughs> it was an interesting thing it, the place was really cool though so yeah. like you know surf club i i will come back i will be more prepared next time though um but it was i mean it was beautiful it was absolutely beautiful yeah. but but that's like a perfect example of you know i end up in these like ballrooms sometimes that like i just didn't expect it i because every picture that you see on their website is like outside in that beautiful space down by the beach so i was thinking yeah. that and then we walk in and i'm like this giant chandeliers and it's a ballroom and i'm like all right curveball yeah. you know set up some lighting and let's go yeah, so. yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's why. And just like going back to like networking, things like that, that's how we got connected to the wedding. So I'm sure you made like so many connections just from going like not just to bride and groom and things like that. And that's why I, when I was just talking about the Bora Bora thing, and that's where they actually went for their honeymoon, Mike and Christina. And then I was like, yo, if you need a photographer out there, I actually know a guy. And he, like he thought I was kidding. And I was just like, no, dude, I actually like know a photographer out there. That's super cool. <laughs> and you yeah. really should connect them. That'd be really fun. I mean, I asked, he didn't, he, we didn't do it. He's probably, so he's probably booked right now. Well, then again, but I don't know because Corona, everyone's like not, you know, yeah, everything's not open. So who knows? It could still happen. That's, that's really <laughs> yeah. neat though. Yeah. I mean, that's a big deal to me. You, you got to see that firsthand. I, I want to make sure when we're at a wedding that, um, you know, that everybody, you know, maybe not like the extended guests, I can only like spread ourselves so thin. Yeah. Right. But that everybody that's in the wedding party, all the family, everybody feels like they have, have access to us as photographers to, to capture what, what needs to be captured. And so mm -hmm. I spend a lot of time just hanging out with the groomsmen and, and hanging out with the bridesmaids. And, and, you know, there's a lot of time you got to see this a lot of time spent with me just setting the camera down. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it, it takes a lot of discipline for a lot of photographers to, to do that. Cause they're perpetually afraid they're going to miss something, but it's like, well, yeah. there's a lot of tact. There's a lot of, there's a lot of wisdom in saying like, you know, Hey, it would be better for a couple to have like amazing memories and potentially not have a picture of that than to go through an entire day where all they did all day long was just go from like photo shoot to photo shoot, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm sure you uh, know this already, but like, <clears throat> like I've even seen it just like, even like when I post content of like, you say it's like an actual, it was a photo shoot or something. 
in like the gear I have and stuff like that. But then like, yeah, it gets good engagement or whatever. But then I do like a behind the scenes thing and that get engagement's like way better. And like everyone like likes to see like that stuff yeah. more. Yeah. Double. Yeah. It's, there's something really valuable about being able to see how things are created yeah. and, and just be able to experience that. So like, like you're, like I said, you're a perfect example of that. I mean, I, it's a big deal to me to take time to just to like connect and get to know the, the people at the wedding mm -hmm. and, and, uh, and find out, you know, like, who is this dude that's giving this speech and why, and why, right? Like why him? Um, yeah, I'm still it turns out you were just too. hired from Craigslist pretty much like the day before the wedding <laughs> at, this, at this part at this point like i'm like a wedding crasher now yeah yeah yeah, yeah. five I'm, five in one summer yeah i mean you should probably be billing for this i actually think you should probably invoice mike and christina and just see if they'll pay <laughs> i should but since he's like almost a doctor he'll bill me for my web md questions <laughs> don't really don't send those over to him you can't trust that almost a doctor man like, make, at least wait until he get graduates um yeah and then what about what what advice would you give to like a young photographer coming up oh man bail <laughs> no uh man I, I i'll say this like the older i get the more i realize that um man the human body is just it's it's just like fascinating anything that we do in repetition it doesn't matter what it is just literally anything that we do in repetition we we get good at um so if if you win all the time if all you do is win you get good at winning man and if you're self-deprecating or you stand in your own way uh you get good at doubting yourself and if you think you're going to grab a camera and roll out and take pictures that not only you're stoked about, but other people are going to pay a lot of money for, but not practice, then somebody that's probably half as talented as you, but, but more committed to, to just the, the art of practice will pass you in a hurry. Uh, and so, I mean, that, that's where I would say we, we have a lot of people because of my, my, uh, association with Fujifilm and some of the teams that I'm on, social teams that I'm on, a lot of people will, will write me, you know, a year or two years into their career and say like, Hey, how do I get endorsed? And I'm like, man, you just got to get better work. I mean, you just have to, you just, you've got to work more. So I, I've shot probably on average somewhere in the realm of four to 6,000 photos a week, uh, every week for over 10 years. So, I mean, Dude, if I wasn't taking beautiful photos at that point, I'm like a, a massive failure, right? Like, yeah. man, I really suck if you don't, if you don't get, get good at it by then. So I, I think that success is often a byproduct of just ambition and, uh, and practice. Um, so that's, that's what I would tell. I mean, not just photographers, I'd, I'd tell anybody, you know, like mm -hmm. if you don't want to miss free throws, then stop missing them. Like yeah. that's, you know, that like, there's the, like the, the key to life. If you want more money in your checking account, then stop spending it, like get yeah. better at making it. Yeah. Not for sure. And then I, like, even I checked out your website too. So I think like possibly I, if this is correct, like on the, the dates was the, the actual weddings of the, I think it was like blogs. You kind of like post the, is that what it is? Yeah, I, I don't post every every wedding doesn't get blogged. Um, I, I I'm saying the date, to... the date of it was from the wedding, the actual wedding date. Is that what it was? No, no, no. It's just the date that I post okay. that I that I blog about it because there's a lot of blogs in there as well about that are like tips and tricks and stuff for photographers or whatever. I was about to compliment you again, but I guess I can't now. Uh, well, go for it. I'll <laughs> take it and then I'll just I'll just retract my last comment. Uh, no, cause I thought, I thought those were the ones that like, so say it was said like September 1st. So I was thinking that wedding happened September 1st and I was like, wow, you got it done already in that time frame. Oh no, I, I am yeah. like, I'm, uh, you know, on my other screen right now, I'm looking at, um, I'm looking at a wedding that was three weeks ago and it'll be done by tomorrow. Um, yeah. yeah so we, we usually run under a month. I mean, that's a, that's a big problem with our industry right now is photographers that just overcommit themselves. Mm -hmm. um, and they take six or eight months to get stuff out, you know? Um, yeah. 
And uh, yeah, you need to, I, we always laugh. I'm like, I, 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 there's no way I'm going to get your photos back to you before, uh, before your first fight, but I hope I can get them back to you before your second, you know, so you got to power through yeah. that, that first fight. But by the time you're on that second fight, hopefully you have some pictures to look at. Yeah, for sure. And then, yeah, what, like, what is it like? Cause I know uh, with computers and stuff, like, what is it like for you, like equipment wise and like just getting stuff uh, like what programs do you use and things like that? Cause I know like, even like yesterday, I used Dropbox and it stopped letting me use shared links for some reason because the bandwidth and I was like, what is this? I was like, I never seen this before. Yeah, no way, man. Uh, so, so I, you know, I, I'll preface it. The only like nerd talk thing I'm going to say is, um, you know, I'm shooting the, the absolute most tech advanced camera ever, ever released um, is a, a Fujifilm large format digital um, called the GFX 100 or the 100 S we shoot both of them. And uh you know, each individual file is over 100 megabytes before it's edited. Um, and so, you know, when we're delivering a thousand files to to a client, you're looking at, um, you know, dozens of gigs of, of uploaded and then downloadable material. And uh, the backups alone, you know, uh, are typically for a wedding or somewhere in the realm of 700 to 800 gigabytes. So we're, we're pushing close to a terabyte per wedding. Um, so by the time I, I, I get these things edited down, you know, the, the importance of efficiency of like a clean workflow that means that I never lose anything. I don't misplace anything. I can understand and, you know, easily get, get to weddings from 2009 or 10 and, and, you know, and still get to the files if I needed them for some reason that that's the critical piece. So, so we're using Lightroom for uh, the vast majority of the editing work. Um, and uh, and then Photoshop and a program, a plugin program called Luminar AI, is doing a lot of the uh, of the processing work for me. All of it's done by hand, though. Like everything is, you know, there's no bulk processing, so every image is touched, edited individually, one at a time. And uh, and it takes a long time. It's a big commitment for each wedding. It's one reason why I limit the number of weddings that I take, so I can kind of do it right. Um, but then we have a server program. Um, the one that we're using right now is actually called Zenfolio. And I've got 780,000 files that I've delivered over the last 12 years now, um, organized in there. And it's, it's like Dropbox on steroids, but it's a lot prettier. Um, so it's a much easier way to catalog, organize everything, you know, send individual links and all that type of stuff. But we're about to move over. I think, uh, I just had a really cool call, uh, the day before yesterday, actually, I think I'm going to be signing on as an ambassador for a new company called PickTime. Um, and it's a similar, similar thing. It's just a, a cleaner user interface and, um, there's a, there's a number of them out there, but yeah, I mean, if you're just trying to deliver a few photos here and there, Dropbox or, you know, Google drive or whatever work, but you're going to end up with more errors than I think you end up success rates. Cause that's yeah. just for whatever reason, it's like it, anytime you're over like 25 or maybe 50 files, it's like, they just, it can't hang the download the bit rates just can't, can't hold and your bandwidth just gets sucked up and it dies, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, last photography question. What's, what's your take on watermarks? Uh, you want me to be like real candid? Can I get like, yeah. Can I get real blunt? This is, this is average to savage. This is unfiltered. Let's go. Uh, okay. <laughs> if I were to go and buy my wife, let's use it that way. Um, you know, pick your designer. I don't care. Uh, if I were to go drop 10 grand on some designer dress and it had a logo on it, I would be pissed. <laughs> yeah. It, my, my thought on a watermark is this, if you are so desperate for people to know that you shot that picture, you probably didn't do a good enough job taking it on the fl flip side of bars. that. What's that? <laughs> I said bars. Yeah. So on the flip side of that, if you can take an image that even if you handed somebody the same light, the same camera, the same setup, the same gear, and they couldn't recreate it, they couldn't figure you out. Then they're left asking who the hell took this picture. And the best compliment you'll ever get is when your client says your name voluntarily. So yeah, don't watermark your stuff, man. That stuff's over. Um, I mean, like we all remember, like, you know, I, I don't God, like the, the, you know, the, uh, remember the hoodies that said gap real big on the front. Yeah. That's all I can think about. 
when I see somebody's watermark images and I'm like, no, oh, yeah, yeah, you're, you are old Navy right now. Like, <laughs> all right. So I'll tell you why I brought that up because I've, um, let's see, like in the past, you know, I had like friends and things like that. Kids that I went to college with just, just do some photography for me for, for free. Cause they wanted to do it to get started and things like that. Yeah. So they put their little watermark. So I didn't care. But then if I pay somebody, there's no way you're putting your watermark on my photos. And uh, like one guy did, and it was like, it wasn't even a little one, like in the corner, it was like a huge one. And I was like, bro, this like looks terrible. Like, first of all, in general. And I was like, how don't you? And I was like, nah. And then he was just like, oh, I deleted the files already. I was like, nah, you got to find those because I just paid you to do this. <laughs> yeah, it's just not, that's just not a thing. You know, I mean, I yeah. don't get me wrong. I've, I love to have the conversation with people to explain to them the way copyright works you know, and, and like how, how that type of stuff happens. So, you know, anybody that pays me like a, a, a bride and groom, right? Like Christina and Mike, they, they pay me to come in and, and shoot this beautiful wedding in, in, uh, in New York and we go for it. They're their wedding photos because they're their memories, but they're my intellectual property. They don't own those images in any way whatsoever. I allow them to use those images in perpetuity. They can have a blast with them, but legally those are my photos. Yeah. But what's fascinating to me is like a watermark doesn't make that more legal. Like it doesn't, it doesn't change that at all. So my clients yeah. all know that I'm like, Hey, here's how this works. I'm going to give you these files in full resolution. And I'm just going to ask you like, don't make money on them. Don't sell your wedding photos to like iStock or something cheesy like that. Just enjoy yeah. them. But I'm not going to put a watermark. I, it's just a, it's a tacky way. Like I said, it's a, it's a desperate way to ask for attention. Yeah. So do it, just do better. Yeah, or just the other make thing, your... like, I don't, I don't care about tagging the people in it. Cause yeah, why not? honestly, isn't that a better shout out? Yeah. Like oh, to yeah. me, it's, to me, Especially it's such nowadays, a good shout yeah. out when somebody posts an image and then other people have the opportunity to go over and click my name and be like, Oh, yeah. this dude took it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As opposed to like, you know, they're looking and they're like, what does that say? And, <laughs> I, but in an, it, it never fails, man. The watermark always yeah. has some kind of cheesy camera yeah. in it. Like everybody's watermark is like the same dude whose logo has like a camera built into it. And, yeah. and like the name of the company is like, you know, Eclipse Productions or something. I, come on, <laughs> like just grow up, do, do better stuff. That's what I'll say. There you go. I like that. Um, actually one more photography. I don't know. <laughs> did you see when, um, the photographer, uh, was trying to sue LeBron James for using his picture yeah of of LeBron yeah so what what is your what's your take on that uh you know I I ended up getting into uh, a, a relatively similar situation a few years ago um with a I you can't I mean nobody is as well known as LeBron but an equally well-known mm -hmm. uh person um you know used used my photos for um for a, a like a major TV show. Uh, and yeah, dude, we lawyered up pretty hard on that one. He, he didn't have permission to do it. Um, and everything came out like, well, how did he get the photos? You know, in the first place, did he steal the photos? And I said, no, I sent them to him. Like we have, we have these threads back and forth that say like, Hey, I wanted you to see these. That doesn't mean that I'm giving you like carte blanche to use them. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think, you know, I mean, we, that was, uh, it never went to court. I'll say that because everybody on both ends knew mm. what the law is, you know, the law is like, you, you have to pay for that stuff and there isn't a jury on earth that's going to side with the like uber wealthy athlete who just took advantage of like the, you know, starving artist which yeah. isn't exactly me but so, you know what i'm but saying like, like posting it like posting on social media that that's like uh that's illegal as long you know if you tag the photographer it's not but if oh, okay. you if you post an image without giving any kind of photo credit yeah, yeah it yeah. actually is because it yeah. because it's you know it's it's intellectual property of the person and whether or not they pursue that or not you know social media is also kind of a weird gray area because simply by posting on instagram you're actually giving instagram rights to those images as well um, which is, which is like a, another really unique thing, yeah, but yeah, yeah. you're sharing rights with them. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I, I'm just, a, I'm a big believer in that, you know, I would just, I, but you'll, you'll see this when I finish Christina and Mike's wedding, 
um dude i, I guarantee you're gonna get a link to it you know they're gonna pass the mm -hmm. link around and even though i'm gonna send them this long email that says like hey share it have fun um you know do me a favor if anybody posts some please ask them to tag me yeah. people won't or you know even five years from now they're gonna post an anniversary image and and they won't and they'll forget and I'm not going to get bent out of shape about it or be like weird and passive aggressive. Like yeah. we just have more stuff to do, man. There's, there's better work to be done than to spend my life angsty against the people that paid me to be there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Are you ready for some fun questions? Let's go. What's fun. All right. What <laughs> I know you said you grew up playing soccer. Uh, do you have a favorite soccer team? Oh, Ronaldo. Oh, but oh, Ronaldo. <laughs> oh, well, he is oh yeah. Team, Ronaldo, the he? team. Yeah, he, basically. Ronaldo is a team, man. I mean, he gets paid uh, more than the whole team, so yeah. Yeah, he and he should, <laughs> by the way. I actually am a I'm a really big PSG fan. I'm kind of on the fence about oh. this PSG thing with uh, with Messi. Um, I like I like Messi. Don't get me wrong, everybody. Before yeah. you like climb all over me, um, but uh, I I think I think a lot of Messi. How I think of LeBron, which is like I'm not a big fan of the brand of yeah, LeBron yeah. James, and I don't I'm not a huge fan of the brand of Messi, uh, but. But yeah, I'm a big PSG fan. Man, Neymar and Mbappe are just yeah. crazy. They didn't. I mean, it's gonna be cool to see what they do this year, but I I don't think they needed it. You're probably not gonna believe me, but since we were just talking about legal and and all that, PSG actually sent me a postcard mail in 2012 when I was trademarking PG Sports because they thought it was confusing to PSG like PGS. But uh, they don't at that time. I don't know if they do. They don't own any trademarks in the U.S., so they couldn't do anything, anyways. And it was John. You nailed yeah, so it. You, was, <laughs> you stuck it to the man there. Yeah. So I actually want to find that postcard because I think it had because I want to just post it just because like the messy thing and they kind of blew up now yeah. again. Um, but yeah, that that was a weird scenario, and I was like confused because it came in like half French, half in English. Yeah. <laughs> Is this from Canada? <laughs> yeah, dude. I. Uh... Yeah, I love, I really do. I love PSG. I love Man U. Um, not a big Liverpool fan. I just don't love the brand of soccer. Um, but as far as like international soccer goes, um, yeah, dude, gosh. Do, I mean, do you follow the MLS or no? No. <laughs> Can I just, I just be like yeah. super blunt? So my son so, plays. So what son, do you think, what do you think the key is for them to like actually get Americans to watch MLS versus watching? Europeans are like Premier League that the, the yeah. thing is like the MLS has to stop being the place that really famous players go to retire. Yeah. Um, I mean, you've got to be able to attract young talent and there is some like Pulisic is a beast, but I mean, like there's, there's some American players that are really well known and, and are doing some really good things. But I, I don't think that the culture of MLS soccer, like even when you, when you see an MLS game, it just, it, it feels like this weird, uh, like bastardized version of soccer. There's like lights and, and like loud music and all of the like fog horns. And it's like, man, is this a DJ Khaled concert or is it, are we going to actually play soccer today? Um, I don't know. So that's, that's my two cents. My son, my nine-year-old plays actually on a club team that feeds all the way up to Kansas city sporting. So he plays on one of their downline clubs and that has changed things for me a little bit. Um, I've started watching some, some KC sporting games cause it's cool to watch the way like the director of coaching for my son's club is learning from all the way from like the, you know, the pro club level down. Yeah. Uh, so that's pretty cool. But yeah, I, um, I mean, I'm not against MLS. It's just, yeah. it just feels, it's kind of like, you know, I know a lot of like avid baseball fans that wouldn't watch a AAA game to save their life. And it's like, it just, yeah. that's what it feels like. Yeah. Like I wouldn't watch it on TV, but yeah. I would go in person. Yeah. Yes, dude. Absolutely. Go have a beer and cheer for soccer players. I don't know who you guys got. You guys, you guys definitely have to have some minor league team, but you guys don't have any pro teams, right? Arkansas. No, no, no majors. Uh, we've yeah. got, we've got a couple pretty close to here. There's a, um, there's actually a local minor league team, the naturals that, that, uh, feed the Royals. Um, yeah. gotcha. and so they're kind of a part of that and, and they're fun to watch. Um, I, I mean, I love man. I, I'm a huge, grew up a big Yankees fan. So, right. um, yeah, so, so Jeter, Jeter got inducted yesterday. I know. I know. And thank goodness, man. Like, and like yeah. Jordan was there. Oh, I was sick. Like, huge moment, right? Yeah, huge moment in sports, just all yeah. the way around. Can I ask really quick though? Cause, yeah. cause you're, you're in this space. Why, why, 
why is the PSG jersey Jordan? What what on earth does Jordan have to do with European soccer? Can we get there? Because uh, he's a beast. I, I mean, I, yeah, I'm there. I agreed. I absolutely agree with you. I think I have more memes that go back and forth between me and my team that have Jordan in them than like anything else. And almost all yeah. of them are making fun of LeBron. But yeah. I mean, yeah, so he, I mean, he's brand, I mean, it's in NASCAR I, too. He sponsors NASCAR drivers. Yeah, and I know. It just feels weird to me. Yeah. I don't know why. I mean, I just, Jeter, Jeter was like the, I think Jeter, did he get his own logo? No, he didn't get his own logo. Never mind. I was thinking about Ken, Ken Griffey had the swing man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and um, honestly, yeah. I could see Jeter getting like I he. But yeah, I mean, how is a, how savage he deserves is that, a foot like, in that space. How sa- yeah, I think A Rod deserves a foot in that space as much as Jeter does personally. But yeah, um, for sure. But how savage is it that you get to put a basketball logo on baseball people like in yep. their sport? Baseball yeah. people, soccer people, NASCAR like it's so random. That uh, that's no, what I'm saying. I just think it's yeah, weird. It I, the only reason I ask, I just bought my son the like $140 messy jersey for yeah. a nine-year-old which is absurd by the way but it just yeah. it's weird to me that like the home jersey is jordan and the away jersey is nike but yeah. the away jersey has pink on it so he wouldn't be caught dead wearing it even though i think it's really dope yeah yeah no i don't i don't know the exact reason i'll have to look it up but uh last last question i know you said i think you shot 42 or 43 states or something what, yeah. what state what are the states that you have in which one like do you really want to go to and then what's like your a country that you haven't shot in that you want to shoot in man i haven't shot in like uh like montana wyoming kind of that corner of things that would probably like, be dope too because they got right dope, like settings and exactly and i'm like that. somebody that's listening to this take me that's where to kanye montana. went to go for his, <laughs> for his i don't know if that's the greatest recommendation right now but that's fine oh yeah um, that's how that's how this all, by the way that's how this podcast all got started when you said yeah when's the last time nelly had a better album than kanye and then i wanted to see what you i said oh why what do you think of the nelly album because i wanted to see because nelly's my favorite he and slayed like, it yeah <laughs> he crushed it man he crushed it in country too alongside some of the bigger names in country and by the way if i can just go on the record and say the actual answer to when was the last time nelly had a better album than kanye has been every single nelly album except for college dropout all right i'll take um it. Like Kanye was Kanye is a one hit wonder. The only reason any of us know how good Kanye is, is because he tells us like, <laughs> I, anyway, that's my two cents, but, uh, right, so dream, uh, dream country to shoot in, uh, you're going to shoot Thailand, in. Norway, All right. uh, New Zealand. Yeah. That's those, good. those three would be, would be right at the top. Norway. I've got, um, I've got a couple that has like claimed Norway, but we were supposed to go there the last year and, uh, and COVID hit and it just hasn't bounced back enough yet. Like those, those countries are still kind of struggling their way through how travel works and whether or not things are efficient. And so, um, but man, a, a killer wedding in Thailand would be unreal, yeah. um, but yeah, it definitely. would, it would require the right couple and not some like weird sweaty dude that is going to be like gross and nasty right off by by the way that is me just so we can be clear but i don't have to be in front of the camera yeah for sure i need like a uh, skinny hipster kid to go to, to <laughs> thailand all right well i appreciate you uh coming and could you let the fo- let the listeners know where they can follow you at uh yeah dude thank you um i appreciate the invite honestly this is cool the only podcasts i'm ever on are like super nerdy photography podcasts and they all just want to talk about my lighting kits and stuff like that so it's cool to chat with somebody about sports and more real stuff uh yeah my name is miles whitboyer uh two t's and dude at at miles whitboyer on literally everything or just google that and it'll uh it'll get you to pages and pages and pages of ways to get in contact oh, with me. And I so. actually forgot to ask you, I've been seeing your, I don't know if you're deciding to start a podcast or you're doing it and you're just teasing everybody. So yep. tell me, tell the me the ladder. Tell me about that. The last thing, the ladder. Uh, yeah, dude. So, I mean, this is, it's been kind of in the making for a while. Yeah. So, um, I, uh, I actually was a part of one for a while. Um, with a, a couple of other uh, pretty well-known photographers, but the problem was that trying to get all four of us, yeah. it was like a, a, it was like an around the, around the horn type concept. And mm-hmm. it was just way too hard to schedule it. It was super dope when it worked, but it's just way too hard to schedule it. 
So, uh, yeah. So, um, my, one of the guys that works for me, Jared is this brilliant sound engineer. The guy's just a, he's a freak. And, um, so he and I have decided, uh, that it's, that it's kind of go time. So, so really short, short hitting like 12 to 15 minute quickly digestible concepts for, for people up leveling, up leveling their, uh, their photography careers. So yeah, super That's easy. Dope. I don't know. I don't want to be an entertainer, man. I don't have time <laughs> for it. So I'll yeah. leave that to you. No, I'm you not and your, one of those you and your dope groomsman speeches. Is, I think you should my, start selling those. This is my this is my side gig. Yeah, your, side, <laughs> your I hustle. I think you should start selling your groomsman speeches. All right, I'll write them. I'll you be like package short, those up. Short and sweet grooms, uh, groomsman speeches by Paul. Better. It was your delivery <laughs> that was so good, man. Don't even uh, don't even write them. Just All right, well, I need the, I need the pictures because then they're just going to be fire. Then I'm just going to be like, this is the best speech of my life. That's it. But just pre-record <laughs> them and then and then just ask the guy like the groom to the groomsman to just like hold a little recorder up to the mic and then. Yeah, I think they'd be good. All right, well, again, right. I appreciate it. And uh, it was great to meet you and I'll let you know when this releases. And Yeah, let me know, man. I appreciate it. Have a good day. All right. This episode has been brought to you by BUSR.com. Go check it out to get your free $100 bet when you deposit $100 at busr.com slash Paul. 